You're a father now, Brian. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching movies. This is episode 101. I am your host, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. And before we get the movie discussion started, let's go around and meet the fellow bros with me tonight. First, as always, we go into the lab to the mad scientist, Brian Banner. Banner, I have to ask, do you believe we will ever have a device capable of turning water into alcohol, specifically beer, similar to what Jesus did? I mean, do you want my blueprints? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Enough said? I, think Enough said. I, I mean, yeah, I just... Getting them in the mail now. Are you going to try and sell them to me, or are you just going to give them to me, like, friend discount of free? I think that this is one of those things that you can't profit off of. Everybody needs this. This is just, it's it's for humanity. Yeah, it's like penicillin. Well, I mean, you can charge for that. True, and we charge out the ass for it. All right, next we go in the paint to the enforcer, Matt Geiger. Geiger, I once heard you describe yourself as the church league version of Coach Carter. What did you mean by that? Mm, no, uh, Crip League. Crip League. Oh. Because he uh, he mostly coaches Bloods, not Crip League coach. Uh, you have to get a lot of fucking respect to have Crips play for you, and every time I try to take someone out just to arrest them, or to, you know, maybe load management a little bit. They just threaten me and my family. So it's really a dangerous job. What if Bloods and Crips were that organized that they had, like, separate basketball leagues for each other? It's, and then they, it's, kind it's like... Of, it's kind of like the AFC, the American Football Association, and they get together and play the Super Bowl, and that's still, like, a thing today. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty sick. Um, maybe one day we. I bet if you told them that they could play like in the championship, they would be able to come together. Imagine I like don't know who would win, but I bet the ending would turn out somewhere like KUK State. Probably. Imagine the security you would need at that game. Oh my god! No, none of these fucking rent a cops on segways. <laughs> it's not gonna get. The, it's not gonna get the job done. It's not gonna happen, guys. What would the spread be? Crips minus three and a half. It depends on you know who's going to take the fall and everything in Vegas. There's a lot. There, there's a lot of stuff under the table there. The prop bets would be incredible. Absolutely. All right. If you have not listened to our show before, even if you have, you know that we begin every episode with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is chess day. And today we actually begin our show with a little bit of heavy hearts. Obviously, we are a movie podcast. But uh, it did have to be mentioned that the world lost a great athlete and someone we grew up admiring this past week in Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, along with seven others in that tragic uh, helicopter accident. So, again, although we are a movie podcast, Kobe and his Mamba mentality always inspired us. I know Brian and I, uh, maybe you want to share, Brian, had a really kind of cool moment in college at our the house that we lived in involving him in the 08 Olympics. But... Um, we thought even though we ourselves were shitty basketball players, we could uh, use this moment to share some inspirational movies that inspired us similar to how Kobe did. Uh, but before that, um, Brian, I'll go to you first. Anything you want to say specifically about Kobe Bryant or just kind of how uh, you felt after the news broke this past week? Uh, I was and I still kind of am in shock. I mean, I just know that I wasn't a basketball fan, like, as a kid kid. So Jordan and the Bull, all those Bulls teams and all that, like, I knew of them, but I wasn't a big fan. And one night I was watching SportsCenter, and I saw Kobe cross up Michael Jordan. And I said, okay, I think I'm going to watch this now. And I was a, I was a Lakers fan for a long time, uh, obviously, until um, Oklahoma City moved to, to my hometown. Um, but, yeah, I just – his mentality and what he did for, you know, culture and society was, was really cool uh, outside of what he did on the basketball court. And yeah, Jeff, you and me had a really cool moment in college watching the 08 Olympic gold, gold medal match. Um, it was us in Spain, right? Yeah. And the USA, yeah. I think was down five. Yeah. Five or seven, something like that. And we had bought a TV from a pawn shop and of course, when United States is down, you know, five or seven or whatever, the TV just stops working. Like it just wouldn't turn on. And yeah. so I think Kobe had 
shot the lights out is what happened. That's probably exactly what happened. That was when he goes, hey, country, hop on board. There's plenty of room. And uh, we all showed what there was like eight of us, 10 of us at four o'clock in the morning, all shoved into your little tiny ass twin bed room and watched this on like a 19 inch TV. And when he hit the and one three pointer and turns to the crowd and shushes them, I just said, like, this is the greatest. This is the most USA thing ever. Taunting at the Olympics, knowing we're the best in the world. <laughs> um, and one other thing that does have to be mentioned, he won a, an Academy Award last yeah. year. Last year, deer, yeah. Deer, deer basketball. So yeah. there, that's, that's he also he was also like a top bookseller as well. He also like, created body armor drink, too. They sold, to, I believe. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, one of the two for like tons of fucking money. He's also one of the first uh, he has a some type of marketing firm with some other guy and they actually are the first ones to uh, kind of support Fortnite. So he like you could even talk about just his business ventures as he could be like compared to like almost like a in the same breath as Jeff Bezos after he retired, which has only been what five years not he even, I don't that think. Long ago, I, I think remember him dropping was, 61. Yeah, I think it was 16 was when he retired. Yeah. Uh, I'll say one thing, a couple things about Kobe. One is that this hurt me the most, and I think it's because of sports make you seem invincible. You know, an actor, you're like, okay, he's just playing a role. Like, say, say an actor, and I don't want to name anyone's names because that's just kind of morbid and not fair but just say a big actor like on the same level as kobe bryant died in a helicopter crash you'd be like god that sucks if a musician died you'd just be like well musicians die all the time because you know they're on drugs or they commit suicide or something but athletes typically don't uh they just don't and especially when we see them that's them as a real person dominating the game and i don't want to get into a sports debate but if anyone's like jordan it's kobe and this is the reason why and it's not lebron and it's simply because that last fucking game, he proved it. When the lights were on, he scored 62. Like, that was just him. He's just like, I'm going to take over the game. You can put it all five of me on there. And he's just going to fucking beat everybody. And I grew up watching him. I, I caught the tail end of Jordan. But I loved Kobe, especially growing up in the Midwest. I didn't have a team, so I was just a fan of basketball, just NBA basketball, period. And I loved watching him and... His mama mentality, man, is going to live forever. He's, it's sad. I think this will make him, he was already probably a top three player. This is going to make him up with Jordan because he died so soon. What's the saddest part, though, is his daughter, I think, was linked to go to UConn. She could have mm-hmm. probably actually made the WNBA relevant because she's Kobe Bryant's daughter and done something for women's basketball. And now that's taken from us, too. And that's, it sucks. And also the other people in the plane crash. I mean, they were mother, daughter, family, brother, sister. It's just not, I, I wish somebody was on there. I mean, no one else was flying in California. I don't know why they were. They should have just waited, you know, but it sucks. It, probably the the only time I've cried for a celebrity death. I cried on the way to work Monday whenever my sports station was doing like a memory of him. I'm just like, man, this sucks. Like he was an awesome guy. Yeah. Gone way too soon. Someone, I can't remember who said this, but they were like, I think one of the things we were all robbed of was that Kobe's second career would have been just as as interesting and dominant as his first, like whatever he was going to do after basketball, which he had obviously started to do was going to be just as great and inspirational and awesome as his, his playing career, which we'll always remember. And I, uh, I think this weekend, Matt, when I see you hopefully for the Super Bowl, we should just as a, to really pay tribute, we should bust out my 64 and play some Kobe Bryant's NBA courtside. Okay. I never <clears throat> played that game. I don't think I didn't have a 64, but I'm game. Well, there's two buttons, pass and shoot. So thank you. Kobe you figure that shot. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you have Kobe, then fucking shoot the ball. That's all that I'll say. All right. Um, movies that inspire us. This can be for any number of reasons, just something that makes you feel good, or like if you're in a rut, it just kind of gets you out of it. Banner, why don't you go first? This was a pretty broad category for us, so you can pretty much go anywhere you want. Literally like Kobe would do, take the ball and put up 81 points on Jalen Rose. So I I took, I've got two movies here that I'm going to talk about. Movies that just kind of inspire me. One, to try and just do things right. Actually, I got three things. I forgot about that last thing I did. Um, first one is one that just inspires me to do things right. You know, like there may be an easier way to do it, but 
this movie kind of embodies doing it the right way. And it's funny that you said Coach Carter in the intro. I didn't even know that was happening, but it's Coach Carter. The way that Samuel Jackson's character, you know, helps these guys be better kids and better human beings and um, kind of puts them on, tries to put them on the the right path to do it the right way. You know, that's, uh, I don't know. I just get jacked up every time I see that movie. It wants me to like, I want to go like organize my closet or something. It's It's one of the few roles where Samuel Jackson showed up and he was like, all right, I know that this movie is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. So I won't do my normal Samuel Jackson thing. I'll actually like give you an Oscar worthy performance. And then the famous Jet Jackson in there. (laughs) R.I.P. Man, this is a sad episode. He's in Coach Carter. No, He's it's for the kid from My Cousin Skeeter. You're mixing yeah, African that's American Nickelodeon stars up, I think. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, they look like almost My the Cousin exact Skeeter. Same. Yeah, they, with like his the puppet. Yeah. Megan's good was on that show. Yeah. She's in Saw Five, I think. And she was also in uh, Twenty One Questions, Fifty Cent video. Nice. That's a Vayner. fun back there. That's a deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> Jesus. What's the over-under on Megan Good well, references? Give me a band-aid some stitches for that deep cut I just fucking laid on your ass. No ointment. It's too deep. It'd be squirting it straight <laughs> into your veins. All right, Banner. Do you see yet another uh, one? Yeah, another one um, is Apollo 13. Just, again, they kind of had, they were up Shit's Creek and kind of just not taking no for an answer. That's uh, something else that I like to try and do uh, pretty unsuccessfully, I might add. But uh, just the way that they you know, said, hey, look, we have a sock, a shoebox, and three cans of beer. Um, they need to survive on that for two weeks. How? And you know, they figured it out. I, just, I don't know. It was just really cool, especially because it's based on a true story. Uh, and then my last and, one. Any, sorry, real quick about yeah. Apollo 13. That scene where Mission Control has to figure out how to fix their fuel leak. Yes. And the guy goes, we need to fit this into this. And it's like a, a television that they need to fit into like a vacuum hose. And yeah. the one guy just dumps out like a bucket of all this random shit. He's like, and this is what they have on the shuttle. Figure it out. It's like a horrible team building exercise. But again, they just, didn't take no as an answer because I'd have looked at that and been like, yeah, they're fucked. Yeah. But they, you know, they did it. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then the last thing, any UFC or MMA pre-fight show, it literally just makes me want to go run a mile. Granted, oh I'm usually drunk when I'm watching that. And whenever I think about it the next morning, I'm like, what? what is wrong with me? I don't want to do that. That's a bad idea. I think like most people, you get that drunk stamina. When I get drunk, I can run for days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not matter. And those videos are typically like hype videos typically help. But now granted I would get the shit beat out of me in less than a second. Of course. As, as <laughs> soon as the person could reach me, the fight would be over. It's basically how long it would last. All right, Gagger, how about you? What inspires you in the movie world? I got two. One really good and then one it doesn't make me feel too good, but it makes me appreciate things, I guess. The first one, and if you think this is a play, shameless plug well, fuck you. The first Rocky makes me feel so much. First off, Stallone can act. Go watch this and check out our movie commentary. Shameless plug. But those workout scenes, and I can't, there's other better workout scenes in the other Rockies, but you got to pick the first one first. Like, I remember my dad saying that he went to see that in high school, and he's just like, right after that, like, I, I bought a weight set. <laughs> like, he oh, said, yeah. I, I kind of knew about weights with Schwartz. I think Schwarzenegger is on the scene, but he's like, you know, I I bought sweatpants and weight sets and fucking had the towel over my neck and shit like Stallone. And just a complete underdog story. His career's over. He lives in a shitty apartment, but he's getting one shot. And he makes the most of it. I think in everyone's life, you actually get one shot. Maybe not to do something that everyone will remember, but to do something great in your life. And some people live up to it and make the most of it. And some people just kind of let it pass them by. And Rocky in there definitely lived up to it. He's like, hey, man, this is my shot. Not only am I going to go there and get the money that I need, I'm going to fucking knock the champ out. And that's such a great fucking movie. It's It's got love in it. It's got some stuff for women. It's got, you know, the underdog story. It's it's the first underdog story. I mean, any other sports movie, you're going to like, oh, it's a great underdog story. That was probably one of the first. I don't Although, know if that was before Hoosiers, but it's one of the first. 
I will say viewer discretion advised. If you will get PTSD from a delicious looking turkey being thrown into an alleyway, yeah. the heads up. That scene is, has haunted me ever since. My last one's a little different because it's not really, I guess, an inspirational movie. But to me, I take something from it, and that's a dark night. If you're going to go, what a way to go. I mean, that was, I guess, technically not his last movie. But whenever someone no sees that, it's like Brandon Lee and the Crow. It's like Brandon Lee and the Crow. They're like, if you're going to go, man, give the best fucking performance of your life and give something that literally 80 years from now, people are still going to watch and be like, God damn. Like he, he took the Joker and made something that we've never seen before. It's still the Joker, but it's something unique and just mesmerizing. I still, every single time that's on TV, and I'm not alone in this, if he's on screen, I will stop what I'm doing, just watch that scene, and then go back to what I'm doing. It is, I can't name another movie that every time Heath Ledger is on screen in The Dark Knight, I literally put my phone down, stop what I'm doing, watch that scene, even though I can rehearse it, and then I just go back to life. And that really inspires me just because you make the most out of it every day. And it's like a gunfighter, man. If you're going to go out, go out and fucking blaze glory, and he did. I feel the exact same way about that movie. Like if, if that one of those scenes is on, stop traffic. Whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I too have two. <clears throat> one is kind of low hanging fruit. Um, but it's one of my favorite sports movies of all time, and that is Miracle with Kurt Russell, of course, on the uh nineteen eighty uh US Olympic. And the speech at the end that Herb gave her soon to illness uh, i know he was around for kurt russell to interview and like talk with before doing the role but i don't think he got to see the movie uh, i think yeah. he passed away before it came out it's a really cool i have it on dvd there's a really cool special feature it's like sitting with him and like picking his brain about like how he, he would play him was that in the 70s the game the olympics were in 80 but most of the movies in the 70s like him I just know it wasn't in our lifetime because I don't remember it at all until that movie came out. Then I remember seeing ESPN shorts of it and stuff like that. Yeah, it was basically uh, the tail end of the Cold War. It's kind of how the movie is set. But hit the speech that Herb Brooks gives his team right before they play Russia to start off the medal round. I love this quote. He says, great moments are born from great opportunity. That's what you have here tonight. That's what you've earned here tonight. <laughs> Every time he gives the speech, I'm like, I'll fucking play Russia right now, those commie bastards. I don't give a shit. And I don't even know how to ice skate, but I'd probably somehow be able to. It's like, how did we not lose? This is the most inspirational thing I've ever heard in my life. So anytime I have like a big presentation or any, anytime you have anything important in your life, listen to that like 20 minutes before you go. And I guarantee you will be at your peak performance. <clears throat> And then another one that I have, and I talk about this movie a lot, and I've somehow been able to mold it into fitting like a lot of different criteria for us, but that is uh, the movie 500 Days of Summer, which to me is just really inspirational because basically the whole premise of it, or at least the third act, is that even when things seem really shitty in your life, they will always get better. And the case in point in that movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes from banging Zoe Deschanel to banging Minka Kelly. So he was all torn up about Zoe Deschanel, and then he ends up getting to fuck Minka Kelly. I mean, yeah, don't hang your head. What a what a what a Drew Bledsoe Tom Brady type. Yeah, <laughs> you're like pissed off. Drew Bledsoe went down, and then Tom Brady's like, "Hey, I I can play quarterback for a little bit until he's okay." Yeah. And who was it? Belichick that said like, "No one loses their job because of injury," and then Minka Kelly shows up. You're like, yeah. oh, "This analogy's falling apart," but you get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it is on itself. Minka Kelly's hot is the point I was trying to make. I think we did that successfully. Surprised her movie career didn't blow up. Yeah, I guess the level of like, if you can't act at all, you have to be incredibly, incredibly hot. Like Margot she Robbie can act not, a little. She's not horrible. I agree. She's not uh, Megan Fox bad. That is true. Megan Fox is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. She was really good in Transformers Dark of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon? You check yourself. Yeah, us, us that are familiar with the franchise don't have to waste our time saying the whole title. All right. 
But anything you guys want to add before we move on to protein shake? No. No. I'm right, just... Morning. Well, that brings us to the second part of our show. Brock? Oh, my bad. No. Oh, oh, not That's yet. Fun. Pull the chain back on the dog. <laughs> our protein shake, where we go around and talk about what's in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. Now, Matt, I uh, will let you go first because you and I have been watching The Bachelor but we are two episodes behind. So why don't uh, you and I talk episode th- season 24, episode three real quick, and then you can say what you want about the most two, episodes. Two, I, I, think, I think you're just one behind, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just one behind. Okay. As we're recording this, it's Tuesday, and the show is out Monday. So yep. uh, I just didn't get to watch it last night. I had to work. But uh, episode three I saw, and Geiger, I got to ask, the big question everyone is asking, is Alea actually fake? And just putting it on for the cameras, the pageant girl. I don't understand that question at all. I mean, she she's as real as you know bologna and cheese to me. I don't. I, I uh, the thing about the show is, I'll see these girls, and of course, some of them are putting it on for the camera because if you put a camera in front of my face, I'm probably going to be different than I am in real life. One hundred percent. But this yeah. chick is so left and right she'll she'll go left and then hold your hand and explain why she went right she needs to be gone uh she is gone after this episode jeff do you want me to talk about the current episode or you want me to wait um well in a in a sec i have one more thing i wanted to say about okay but yeah she's fake as fuck i uh i love how the other pageant girl i can't remember her name but they like made a pact not to say how they knew each other. And the yeah. second that other pageant girl saw blood in the water and she could send her ass home, she was like, we fucking know each other. So, she made me promise not to tell, but I'm not a liar. So do you like her, the Savage. blonde that uh, the mother has an alcohol problem? Oh, it's just alcohol? I thought it was drugs. I mean, I don't even feel bad for her now. Jesus. Tomato. Um, but no, if you I like don't. her, just... I think she's Okay, too. wait till this episode then. Because you absolutely hate her. I can't wait. Uh, last thing before I turn you loose. I have to say, I think Peter is pretty soft because the pool party in episode three is like the third time that he's had to leave a date early because he's been unable to like emotionally handle it. You know, he thinks that he's picking these girls, but after a while, the girls are picking him too if he actually wants to get married at the end of this. And what girl wants a guy that every single time he had a bad day or like, Oh, I just there's so much drama going on. I Sounds just, like I just they're need dating a, a girl. No shit, that's what chicks do, and we put up with it because we want we love and them and not yelled at. So I don't know what the fuck this guy's deal is. He needs to strip up and be a fucking man, but he is a little bitch, Jeff. I we, every single episode, I'm like, in. I'm trying to get on his back, and he can't dance either, which drives me nuts. Oh my god! It, it, one thing I don't like is. Anytime something happens, he has to vocalize it. Like, if Banner were to, like, pick up a beer and chug it, he would say, oh, you're picking up a beer and chugging it, all right. Like, you don't have to, you're not Al Michaels. You don't have to fucking describe everything that's Maybe happened. he's trying to be Al Michaels. I, I, I love when Peter, too, like, he, the girl's just like, no, she, that's not true at all. And he's just like, well, she's telling me one thing and you're telling me something different. Who do I, who do I believe? I'm like, welcome to fucking life, man. And if you have two kids and the one kid said he hits me and the other one said he didn't, he's like, well, you're, you're telling me different things. Who do I believe? I don't fucking know. Spank both of their asses, sit in their room right. and go or have maybe, a fucking beer. Or maybe learn how to read people because like, he's like, well, if someone said something, then it happened. I'm like, yeah, okay, clearly that's how the earth works, right? God. He, does he believe in flat Earth? If someone told him that, probably, probably he would. Like, well, I don't know because the other guy's saying it's fucking globes, so it's like, what uh, is it? It's, I don't know. And then if someone pulled out a flat Earth painting, he'd be like, "Oh, it's painted a flat Earth. You're pulling it out. All right." All right, Geiger, say what you would like about episode four. I have not seen it, but again, I don't really care about. Sports. Okay, a couple of like things. Champagne Gate. I take back everything I said about Kelsey, the blonde from Iowa. She's actually kind of down to earth and real. She had an episode. <laughs> what woman doesn't? She's fine, actually. I'm kind of putting her at the top. It's her and Madison right now for me that I think are the top leaders. Madison's the one that 
went to her parents' house on day oh, one, yeah. which is still fucking weird. What I love about this episode is two things, Jeff, you'll fucking love about it. So Chris comes in and is like, pack your bags, ladies, because you're going somewhere for two weeks. And if it's The Bachelor, you're thinking, Italy? You know, a beach? And they send their ass to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and the girls look yeah. at each other like, Cleveland? There's three places in the United States that I think if you vote that people will say are the best. And that is L.A., which they're in, New York, or Vegas. Those are probably the three cities that people are like, I want to go there for a you know, a destination, a party, whatever. Cleveland is probably on the very end of that list. And I'm not even kidding. Sure. It's very, at the very end. And they keep showing the stadium on a sky thing because that's the only fucking thing in that goddamn city. And that's not even thing, that Jeff, nice. That's, the other thing that's great is he goes on a one-on-one date with uh, the girl. She kind of looks like Lebanese that was all Victoria F. My wife's yelling at me. Victoria F. The one who got second and, at the fashion show, controversially, yeah, I might her, add. Her. And so he takes her to a private concert with this country guy, and she actually, she says dated him, probably fucked him on a bus tour or something, but they know each other, which is absolutely fucking great. Like also. the artist? Yeah. She well, like fucked the accident, artist. I guarantee you. So, so then later on the group date, they go to the Cleveland Browns stadium and Josh Cribbs is there teaching the girls how to play football. And I just look kids. at my wife. I'm like, the first thing he should say is like, okay, show of hands. Has anyone fucked Josh Cribbs in this group? No. Okay. <laughs> Hike. Let's go. Because every single time he brings a girl to a date, like I love that she fucked the country singer. That's awesome. I love that he like split her in half. And basically he was singing a song in front of Peter who can't dance and Victoria F and they were dancing along to it. But when you say private concert, it's like just them two and him. Well, and Bachelor Nation, as they call them, behind them dancing like 10 feet away. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that, that is either. That's like, those, like we're fans Bachelor of the show. Nation. Watch it, apparently. Oh. If you're a fan of it. But that's all I got to say about The Bachelor. I'll wait till we're going to talk about another thing conjointly. I got just one more thing to say, and I'm just, I was watching it for some reason, and I could give a fuck less that adam sandler is not getting any oscar noms for uncut gems because he literally had a decade of just not even trying movies i was watching grown-ups so i'm like this is the word there's no plot for one but it's not a tarantino movie with no plot that has dialogue and great directing and great acting it's just a reason for him and his douchebag friends to go by a lake and drink diet coke and sprite and all these fucking you know, beach movies that he did with Jennifer Aniston and the fucking dude from Reno 911. I'm so glad that he's not even in the Oscars. He's like, hey, I want to try. So uh, Academy Awards look at me. He's like, dude, you sucked at acting for literally a decade and didn't even try. Yeah, you made a joke of this for ten, over 10 years. And now, like, we're yeah, supposed to. Now you, you are taking one movie seriously and you think that you should just be up for best actor. Like, what? Yeah, you're, you should give him a shot. You should watch Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2 is worse than Grown Ups 1, and it has less of a plot than Grown Ups 1. I know, how, that's what I'm saying. How, how can you talk shit on Grown Ups if Grown Ups 2 is a thing? How unfunny is Rob Schneider that they were like, hey man, you're, you're kind of going to bring down the quality of this movie. We can't have you back for the sequel. I, uh, tr- okay, fun game. Watch Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2, and literally just keep drinking until you laugh. You'll get so drunk you still You're going to die. Though. I don't know. Same thing with the Zookeeper or any of the Paul Blart movies. Kevin James sucks too. So you watched Grown Ups? Is that? It was, it's on TV right now, and I watched like the first twenty minutes before I got on Pod, and I was like, "Why? Why are we do? Why am I doing this?" And isn't it's that so bad? Like, I can't turn it off. And also, Selma Hayek, you play my wife. Like, what the fuck? No, that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> what? He hasn't uh, had a movie with Drew Barrymore in like 10 minutes. Why don't they go make another one of those? Yeah, it has been about almost an hour since they were in anything either. All right, I'll share a few and then Banner, I'll turn it to you and I'll, I'll do the rest of mine. I saw Bad Boys for Life in theaters. One more time. One last time until we get to our Do You Even Lift, bro? But, uh, <laughs> dude, I really like this movie and the in was fucking loving it i mean it was a bad boys theater it was a raucous crowd they were into it uh michael bay has a 
Michael Bay has a cameo in the movie. Hell yeah. Why? <laughs> huh? Who asked for that? <laughs> My letters uh, have finally been received. Bears. Vader's letters with his blood like on the like envelope has finally got to him. They were like, if we don't put him in the movie, I think this guy might actually kill himself. So sure. let's just go yes. ahead, go ahead and do it. Um, and the main thing, Banner, I told you about this the other night when I saw you. Uh, I think you're going to want to see it just to see what they do with Reggie because he comes back. Yes, that's all that I'll say. Um, I liked it, dude. It's like. It, it they it knows what it is. It's fucking. Don't talk shit on me for a lot of these movies that I like and I watch. But then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? They're not that bad. I'm mainly talking to Geiger here. Yeah, because you know I'm a huge proponent of Bad Boys too. Um, it's good, it, dude. Does Martin Lawrence like explain why he's so fat and should never even be in a high speed chase ever? Or? So I will say this: one cool thing about the movie, pretty much the entire time, they are retired cops. Like, they're retired. They say, like, we can't do this anymore. We don't want to do this anymore. Then something happens, and Will Smith tries to come back for a case, and the police chief's like, no, you're, like, fucking 50 years old. You can't do this. So they start, like, investigating it, like, off the books, basically. So the movie does steer into the fact, like, hey, these guys can't jump across rooftops anymore. Yeah, but Will Smith could. Yeah, And they, they, they do talk about that, how he's like, I'm like still in shape and you're not to Martin Lawrence and Martin Lawrence like yeah I know I'm like retired I don't fucking how do much pup daddy is played during the movie not that much but another callback Martin Lawrence does wear his Dwayne Wade jersey again God. <laughs> which is like a at least it, it was Alonzo morning I think in bad boys too that's how yeah that fucking yeah. movie is it was that's before he even had like the blood clot or whatever that was, that was Chris Bosch, right? That was yeah, like, uh, so had something wrong with them too. I think it was his liver. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um. Oh, one other thing I watched. All you guys watched this too. Uh, Free Willy. Check it out. We did a commentary. movie commentary on it. It's on Netflix. Uh, oh, the commentary's my... not. That's on YouTube. But Free Willy's on Netflix. Yeah, or the commentary is also on iTunes. If you want to sync that up with your headphones and play it. While you watch it. Um, does it hold up? You be the judge. No. But there's some redeeming qualities to it. And as a 90s kid, I mean, if you didn't like that movie in the 90s, fuck you. That's what I'll say. All right, Banner, what do you got? Let's save the one we all watched for last, right? Okay, we'll do that. So uh, I can't remember if last episode or not I talked about this, but I watched the first Iron Man. Decided to go ahead and watch Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. Uh in order, just went ahead and knocked the trilogy out. Um, On Disney yeah. Plus? Please, of course. Iron Man 2, criminally underrated. Yes. Oh, I, I actually think in my notes for impact on that, uh, this movie sets up the Avengers, which made cinema history. If that movie didn't hit, we wouldn't have the MCU. Great. I think, I mean, that's in my opinion anyway. Uh, Iron Man 3... You know, it is what it is. I know you love, hate it, but it's a fun Christmas movie. There's no love. I fucking hate it. It's Fair the enough. worst movie to MCU. All right. Um, so after that, it inspired me to go through The Avengers. So I've watched uh, The Avengers and Age of Ultron. Guys, Age of Ultron is a giant piece of shit. I don't hate it. I hated it when I left the theaters. And it has not gotten any better for me. Really? I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. You don't even like the Wakanda reference? There, I'm not saying that the entire thing was terrible. I just didn't like it. All right. The Wakanda reference was cool. I like that they had Claw in it. Uh, um, what's his name? I'm blanking. The guy that plays uh, Ultron. James Spader? Yes, absolutely phenomenal. He is they, they need. We needed more Ultron in the MCU. Are we gonna get it? Hmm. I it's loved not, all the. Ho- I like the maybe. Hawkeye stuff a lot. It's not bringing that, that up. Uh, about halfway through Infinity War right now, and of course we all know what that is. Um, watched Eighth Grade. I saw this. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Will I ever watch it, was- it again? Absolutely not. 
Haven't I, just, I seen this? Maybe. Bo that, Burnham that directed the girl that is like kind of weird and likes yeah. a guy or something. Yeah. No, she's uh, super weird. It just made me really uncomfortable. I'll say that. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. It was interesting, I think, is the right word. Will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. Yeah, I just, it made me feel weird. She's like always yelling at her dad or like, I don't know. And I was worried she was going to get raped that one scene. Yeah, and she just like, I don't know. It was, the whole thing was just weird. I don't know. I think I liked it. I gave it a six and a half out of ten. It's one of those movies, I don't know what I gave it on Letterboxd, but I, I think I said in there, I don't think I'm smart enough for this movie because I don't really get what was going on. Not that I was confused by the story. Just the way it was made, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to switch over to some TV shows. Finished up The Circle. That is that uh, social media reality show. Guys, so I watched the trailer for this. I don't think I can do it. You and Cycle both told me to watch it. I don't think I can do it. The my only issue with the entire thing is it talks about like building relationships and it's a lot like Big Brother and what who's on what's team. Well, the way that it's filmed and the way that they present it, you miss a hundred percent of those relationship building moments. You're just like, oh, they're boys, but why? And you don't actually see them playing the game until very, very late in the game. Um, but you know, it was what it was. I watched it. All right, guys. I also watched an entire another season of a show with the wifey. Cheer on Netflix. Oh, I started watching this too. Guys, I caught, it, I caught like only the last two. Oh man, it captivated me. It was so. It's about the Navarro cheerleading team um, Navarro going in the 2019. Yeah, they're a junior college team, but they are the best cheerleading collegiate cheerleading program in the world, apparently. Um, this show, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I just like those kind of docu docu series where you follow these people around, but this is the perfect show. This Netflix needs to do more like this. Okay. Girls want to see it because it's cheerleading and guys want to watch it because it's cheerleading. Right? Yeah. I, uh, it's I got shot. It. It's shot and it's filmed and presented exactly like last chance you this is last chance you for girls that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is and i cannot wait for another season so the thing God. though the only thing that i'm a little confused about the second season and maybe last chance did last chance you do their first two seasons at the same school yes they did okay because they're doing the same thing and i kind of like when they jump around schools yeah, I think I like because it's a junior college. I agree with doing two seasons at the same place because you see the people that are there the first year, you get to see them a second time, and then it's a junior college, so now they're gone, and I don't care after that. So let's go to a new school. The difference for me though is like I can watch their routine and they can fuck up fifteen times and I won't know. I'm like, oh, that was nice. Oh yeah, then, there were times where my wife was like, oh, she did this, and I was like, I mean, I didn't see anything. She flipped and it looked cool. I am shocked at how many injuries they have. I mean, it's like it their is whole, insane. God, it's like their whole fucking team is like Chandler Parsons. Everybody goes down for like serious. Like it's not like a rolled ankle. These people are out for like months. Yeah, they're like broken ribs, concussions. That chick, like one of the chicks, like broke her elbow. Like it's, and I was reading up on it. There, in some state, cheerleading is considered a full contact sport. Is that not the craziest thing you've ever heard? contact with what i guess like them hitting the floor when they don't get caught when they throw them 30 feet in the air uh, that's not what a contact sport is contact uh, means like you're touching another person i don't know all right one last movie that i watched about half of and that is the little mermaid ariel's beginning what is this the second one this is the third one is it a prequel? It is a prequel. We find out what happened to Ariel's mom. Um, Can so you this just is tell me. Yeah, this is going to be my story plot here. <laughs> uh, Ariel is a child, and we find out how her mom dies. Then she just posts up in a room. She becomes a, a teenager. She posts up in a room, listens to Good Charlotte. Then King Trident bans music. Logical choice. She meets Flounder, and they go clubbing. 
And then her six sisters want to get laid uh, worse than a 14-year-old boy. Are her sisters in the original movie? I have I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't remember. Huh. But yeah, it's they're like because Ariel goes out clubbing and that's illegal, she comes back, it's like, Yeah, I went clubbing, guys, and like, oh my god, I want that dick. What does she live in like Afghanistan? You can't go clubbing. Yeah. So that's as far uh, as I got. Uh Sebastian so sings this banger in it. <laughs> Sings a banger in it. Oh yes, like it's Sebastian. He's got it going on, man. He's got some good ones. What uh, what happens to her mom? Spoiler alert for Little Mermaid: Ariel's Beginnings. Uh she got ran over by a boat. Shut up. Like, raped. She no, what? like a ship was <laughs> coming. Death? So her and King Trinet were like on this rock, you know making out or whatever listening to music and a ship comes and literally runs her over while she's on this rock and kills her and king trident gets away but because the they were listening to music bitch, he bans he probably music. has like a lot of chicks that's what i'm saying the ship like dot drives over the rock yeah like like it's like a shipwreck into the rock i don't know how to explain uh, it she dies she got hit by a boat wouldn't you die if you got hit by a boat you act like i'm the one who it should be at fault here, not the, this horrible writing. Don't get mad at me because you watched Little Mermaid 3. Well, look, I have a two-year-old, which I actually put this on my rewatchability. I mean, I want to say no, but I have a two-year-old, so probably. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, anything else for the one we're all going to talk about? I don't believe so. Okay, I saw two other movies. I saw on Hulu The Spy Who Dumped Me from 2008. This is with Mila Kunis, Kate McKinnon, Justin Thoreau. It's like a, an action comedy. Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon um, play two uh, best friends, and Mila Kunis gets dumped by Justin Thoreau, who right as she gets broken up with him, she realizes he is a uh, secret agent in the CIA, and he gets murdered. It's all done comedically. Um, and he gives her this flash drive that he tells her to take to Vienna. And hilarity ensues. And as is the case with most of these movies, it's like kind of paint-by-numbers. It's pretty funny at times. It's good to see Mila Kunis again in something. Um, but the plot, like, there's a, so many people, like, betraying each other that at the end of the movie i was like this was way too complicated for this type of film i had no idea who the fuck was actually the good guys and who was the bad guys by the end and kate mckinnon is i love kate mckinnon she is hilarious on snl but they needed like one more lead in this movie to just kind of take the pressure off of her she can't score 30 points a night but she can get you like 15 and 8 but in this she was asked to take the ball a lot and like her shtick just kind of starts to like all right we get it you're like quirky and like really weird and it was funny for the first hour but now i we need something else we need to change the pace i think i gave it a two and a half out of five on letterboxd and gaga you love this but as i always say it's harmless it's harmless okay <laughs> I, I was really concerned when you're giving it i was like is this gonna cause me harm if i watch it okay Will this hurt the- someone and it's on Hulu, so didn't didn't cost nothing. Uh, if you want a good like movie to watch at night with the wife or girlfriend, it's like an hour forty minutes. You'll laugh a little bit. Justin Thoreau's pretty funny in it. Uh, not the worst thing in the world. Now I saw another one in theaters again. Shameless plug for AMC A list. Fucking sponsor us, wow. Jesus Christ! How much money have I made you guys? Um, and that is the Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman, which came out this weekend. I'm going to try and wait in case Geiger sees it because I think we could do an awesome review on this. But I'll just say this. Uh, there is no way that this movie's not in my top five for 2020. Like, there's no way that five better movies than this will come out this year. I mean, this thing was fucking awesome. I, might, I already kind of want to go see it again. It's like two hours, four minutes, and I could have done with a three-hour cut of this thing. Jesus. It's incredible. Better than Sonic, you think? It'll be better than Sonic? <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck. Um, the cast is just incredible, and all these guys give, like, 
vintage performances. McConaughey, this is the my favorite Colin Farrell role in shit. I don't know. Maybe ever. Ever? Maybe ever, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how is he cobbled Does by. he live up to either the best worst actor or the worst best actor uh, title? In this? Yeah. He's or like, is he like actually good in it? No, he's really good. So his character is a boxing coach who is against violence. Makes sense. Yeah. And he's got this great Scottish accent. Like his own accent, obviously. But he's like hamming it up because Guy Ritchie's like, just fucking go with it, man. More. Everybody's awesome in it. Highly, highly recommend it. Geiger, you would absolutely fucking love it. I gave it a five out of five in Letterboxd. Can't say enough about it. All right, Matt, do you want to lead the discussion on the last thing we all watched? So we all, I, I've watched this a while ago, but we all finally watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary, I guess. Two parts, three parts, I can't even three. remember. I believe it's Netflix. three. And I'll say this, so it's called Killer Inside. It was really bothering me that it wasn't called The Killer Inside. Yeah, I, I don't think it was that good. A lot of people are really writing home about this, and this is the reason. I think they set it up fine, um, telling his backstory. Basically, they put a bunch of webs out there how he could have went wrong with you know his father maybe being abusive, with him possibly being gay like in high school and messing around with that, and then you know, kind of coming up from a good town, but then maybe trying to get in with the wrong people. The problem with me is... And then maybe CTE at the end. I'm like, dude. Oh, yeah. CTE was a big player, too. The problem with me is, though, the last half hour, 45 minutes, or even, you know, the last episode of this didn't go into... You don't really have to have any proof. Um, you can just go into theories. You know, theories why he killed... I mean, he killed a couple people. I think maybe even three or four <laughs> But, and attempted to kill another one. Yeah, but you count himself you know, as one of the people. Theories of why why he did this. It was just basically like, yep, here's here's what we know. I'm like, but there's no theories at all. Which, I mean, that's kind of why I watched it. Like, did Odin Lloyd find out he was gay and was going to tell you know his his uh, I think wife who is his Hernandez's wife's sister. Like, you know, did he find out maybe about you know a drug deal going wrong or did he just spill Aaron's drink at a club on him, which is the greatest thing ever. That's it's like, dude, next All time someone spills offense. a drink at me at the concert, I'm like, dude, I should kill you for doing that. If I'm not, I'm not keeping it fucking real. What am I supposed to do now? I should shoot you for doing that. But I, I thought it kind of left me flat. And then a bunch of the people that they interviewed, basically like the quarterback in high school, which I read more, he was that the second string quarterback. Shit. He wasn't the starter. Oh my God. And I didn't buy his story. His dad, who seemed all, I'm tough. I'm from Connecticut. That's close enough to Boston to think that I'm tough guy. Yeah, that guy annoyed also, the fucking piss out of me. Not really buying that either. I could care less about your little fucking story. And I, I don't know. It's I, I and it didn't really that make guy, me feel his sorry dad for Aaron Hernandez either at all. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought the whole thing just kind of meandered the whole time. Like, didn't really know what point it wanted to make and you can play it right down the middle and still give us like interesting takes from each side this thing just seemed all over the place until like the last 15 minutes yeah i was like this needs to be the documentary man they have a really compelling story obviously like a very public figure commits i mean he's accused of multiple homicides but he for sure committed at least one and then he kills himself in prison i mean there's like so much about this that the public knew and I don't really feel like they told me anything. And again, I, we probably followed it closer than most people. But I didn't leave this going, oh, I didn't know that about yeah. anything. And I watched three hours on it. And, and the other thing is it's supposed to make you feel maybe like you hate him, like you love him or both or you feel sorry for him. I didn't really feel one way or another about Aaron Hernandez. I don't really like the Patriots. I don't really hate them, though, like a lot of people. Never really thought anything about him. When he did all that shit, I'm like, huh, what a piece of shit. And I kind of went out of this saying I really still feel the same way I did. I don't really care at all. It didn't make me care. It didn't make me feel sorry for him. It didn't make me hate his guts. I just thought, eh, kind of what a piece of shit human being, whatever. It's it's something that I totally could have not watched at all. It was kind of nuts when Robert Kraft came to testify, like how much Hernandez was freaking out. Yeah, it was like, that's my dad, like looking at him and stuff. But it is something where... 
all this stuff, a lot of athletes do that. I mean, it's Super Bowl week, man. Tyreek Hill is playing in the Super Bowl after beating his pregnant wife in college and then beating the shit out of his kid, had it on video that he admitted it, should have been suspended games this season and didn't. It's if you get caught or not on some of these athletes. And Hernandez, okay, Banner, you, you have a small daughter. If she goes and touches the stove right now and doesn't burn her hand, do you think she'll ever touch the stove again? Of course she's going to fucking touch this. Even if she burns her hand, she's going to touch See, the stove that's again. That's the thing. Like, he fucking got caught in college. They didn't slap his wrist or anything. And people are wondering, how could he kill two people? If you touch the stove and it's not hot, you're going to continue to touch the fucking stove. And that's, I, I don't understand why people don't understand about these athletes. I'm like, would you've never been told no your whole life, you're going to continue to push the fucking limits. Because you don't know right from wrong. That's why Urban Meyer, like, oh, that wasn't the Aaron I knew. I'm like, what the fuck? You even said he shouldn't go home to Connecticut. Okay, I, like, I love that part, too, because I had to pause that and take my wife's hand and actually explain how much pissed off I was seeing Urban Meyer. I'm like, hey, this is the guy that's going to tell you all about Jesus and how he goes to church and stuff. But, oh, on Ohio State, he had a coach that was beating the shit out of his fucking wife, and he looked you over other way because, oh, he could recruit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here Urban, with that shit. At least Calipari and Patino are kind of upfront with their sleaziness, but get the fuck out of here with all your heavenly and high. Go have another heart attack or whatever. I don't want to see you on this. And then his wife is like, I mean, he was like a second child to us. Like, well, then you're shitty parents. Yeah. Speaking of shitty parents, his mom, oh my God, oh, world-class piece of shit. I mean, just give me a million dollars and I'm set for life. I'm in prison for murder and you're asking me for a million dollars? After you fucked, what, like his uncle two weeks after his dad passed away? I mean, he had a thing. You can't blame CTE on all this either, man, because sometimes some people just aren't really bright to start with. Well, they I think they missed... I think this documentary missed the... Missed what it was trying to do. I think what it was trying to do is those last, what, 15, 20 minutes when they were talking about CET and the correlations between that. I think they yeah. could have done a giant segment on Aaron Hernandez. But shit, what? There's like five or six, seven other suicide cases that they have linked to CTE. That's the docuseries we want to see. Yeah. That's the one we need to see. But I also wouldn't be surprised if football, the football community won't let that happen. Well, and this... This is exactly like the OJ made in America, like literally exactly. You have an athlete that has basically everything, came from nothing, kind of OJ came from nothing too in California, and then gave it all away to kill either one person or three people or whatever. The question is, why? Why would you do that? In the OJ series, they did a great thing of understanding like him and Nicole's relationship, him being always let off the hook and basically be like, I can't fuck it. But this one didn't give me any theories at all. I have no fucking clue why he killed Odin Lloyd. No fucking clue at all. That is what they always said for the prosecution. Like, do we have everything, the murder weapon, DNA, but, like, we don't have a motive. I, I love, too, that he put uh, security in his house to basically save him from the person that he shot. And the security in his house, he had the gun, like, you idiot like why would you have the gun in your living room when you just installed security cameras and when he had his fiance throw away the gun what did she like refused to testify right which basically just yeah, it was the yeah. same as admitting what she did yeah for all I intents mean, and, and who knows i mean if i tell if i tell my wife I'm like hey there's a bag there can you just throw in the dumpster before work she probably won't even think twice about it so they, I, I don't think she was in on it or knew anything about it either they were making such a big deal about how he was high every day and smoking all this weed. 90% of the NFL does that. Right. So that Smoking weed doesn't make you kill people. It makes you well, sit no. on the couch and wait for someone knows. <laughs> that was the same problem with the CTE argument. They're like, we've had 104 or whatever confirmed cases of CTE. None of them have tried to kill seven people. Yeah. So I don't really see what's different about, about it with him. I just think how, he can was... you, how do you be so sloppy in covering it up? You're, what, three blocks from your house. You have a multi-million dollar home that has this state-of-the-art security system in it. Oh, you just turn it off for 10 minutes. And then you turn it back on, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah, nothing, nothing's well, wrong. Well, NFL test, too, the thing you rank least on was maturity. And I don't think he was a bad 
I mean, he's a bad person. He killed people, but I don't think he was. I think he was had a mind of like an eight year old, where he thought like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like Grand Theft Auto. It's cool, like kill. I just don't think he was like sophisticatedly there, because whenever you listen to him talk to somebody, he sounds Hernandez slow, and then when he's talking to Pouncy, he's like fucking the gangsterest person in the world. It's fucking weird. That just, was weird. That whole conversation between him yeah. and Pouncy, I just. I don't know. That was super weird to me. And then it becomes like a Scooby-Doo episode where he gets like caught because of double bubble gum. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. like perfect. And what kind of gum was that, man? It was um, great. Blue Blubblicious. How would yeah. you fucking remember that? There's no way. I know. Well, if you somebody to be told a, you. If you had to be in a documentary, I'd remember it. Blue bubble. She's like, I don't know fucking blue gum. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. How high are you to buy blue bubblicious? Twirling her braids. Or a child. Acrylic, acrylic fingernails. Good point. <laughs> All right, anything else on Killer Inside? No, Inside don't waste America? your time. The only reason I finished it is because I'm like, eh, went this far, might as well talk to it on pod. Yeah, I really wish it was just two parts. Although the third part, I think, has all the cool stuff in it, but it's not. Yeah, honestly, if you want to, if, you, if you're interested, just watch the last. 30 minutes of the last episode, and you're good. Yeah. If you know the basic background, you're not missing anything, missing the first two parts, really. Unless you want to hear some weird phone conversations between, like, him and his family, which maybe you do. All right, last part of our show. Banner, I think you had a question that you tried to ask earlier, but it was not the right time. You can ask it now. And that brings us... To our question and answer segment, the last part of our show, Do You Even Lift Bra? Where we ask a question as we leave you people. The question this week. Three things were announced in, what, the past five days. Bad Boys 4. I thought it was one last time. What? National Treasure 3 and the Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series with, of course, Emilio Estevez surprising his role as Gordon Bombay. So what are you excited for out of these or what makes you want to kill yourself? Geiger, let's go to you first. Raw reaction. Okay, first off, I want to ask you, Jeff, did they set up for Bad Boys 4? I mean, don't spoil it, but did they? Like yes. Big ask, time? Or just... Ask if there's a mid credit scene also. First oh, one in the Oh, God, no. Wow. <laughs> you bet your fucking ass Martin there is. Lawrence is like, I need fucking money. Uh, that is sounds fucking just stu- that. That was a movie that was done in like 92 that was a really cool movie, the first one. That really never needed a sequel, but they decided to do it in like 2003, and the sequel was fine, but that that should have been fucking it. National Treasure 3, no one asked for that. I can Whoa, check the pump record. The brakes on that one. Pump the brakes on that. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And the Mighty Duck series, I don't know if you guys know how fat Emilio Estevez is now. He's going to break the ice if he fucking gets on there and try, tries to do the triple D. There's no fucking way. Now, I hope, I hope that like Charlie Conway has a it's Disney so he'll have a daughter and it'll be a girls fucking like hockey team probably in Minnesota that gets, or something that he gets Gordon to coach with him on yeah what if I mean, Gordon now, which says, one's still alive Han or Jan because one of them died but the other Han. one should still be kicking uh, right. I think Han's died yeah so we would assume you think, you think before it, or after okay, they lived what's on gonna campus. happen Charlie and Adam Banks are both coaching in the Pee Wee Hockey League, and Banks is coached in the Hawks, and Charlie's coached in the Mighty Ducks. Charlie like develops cancer or AIDS or something, and Bombay, it's- and he's just like, I only trust one guy. He's like on his deathbed, and he has no hair because of chemo. And he's like, I only trust one man to coach this team, and it's like Gordon Bombay, and he's he's in the he's like in the mountains, kind of like on an island, like Luke on a uh, Last Jedi. With a beard, oh, and you have to Fuck go it. there, and he just like, and he just gives him a hockey stick, and Bombay looks at it, just throws it over his shoulder like he doesn't give a fuck. And then That's the how it's force, start, the force ghost of Hans is like, you must coach this team. You must coach this team. It's like sharpening force ghost skates. Yeah, it's just like I can't. I don't have it anymore. He's like Gordon. And then lost it. Gordon, I've heard Charlie... He's German in this impression, okay? <laughs> I've heard that Charlie's mom is back at the diner. He's like, well, perhaps I could swing yeah, by. Maybe, pick maybe up a I few things. Sp- 
Maybe I can split her in half one more time. I mean, that's kind of weird with Charlie, like literally with no hair in his chemo bed, but you know. Definitely whatever. in a Disney Plus series, will Gordon use the phrase split her in half? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Wolf the Dentist stands? If, if everyone comes back, like Wolf the Dentist Stanson and Coach Riley from the first one, I'm fucking in on this and it'll get me to buy Disney Plus if that happens. And the Goldberg's in jail, so he won't come back. Like real life Goldberg, yeah. Uh, Eldon Henson, we all know he's still around and kicking. Although he doesn't look at all like the Bash brother we once knew. I actually think he's shrunk since those well, movies. What about um, the dude from Saturday Night Live? Uh, Keenan Thompson. He might yeah. come back. That'd be awesome. That's true. Too. I mean, only if it's knuckle puck time. Julie the Cat. She's got to come back, right? Averman? What's he up to? God, Not this, if they all start coming back, that'd be fucking awesome. But how would they but it better be back- something? Seven adults for a Mighty Duck. Like, are they going to play in like an adult an hockey al- league? An alumni it, game? It makes no sense, though. Ooh, that'd, that'd be cool. Like, so, Alum- alumni game at the prep school? But that'd be like, I, I don't know, like Belichick. Like, he probably started coaching at some like NAI school in fucking college, but he's not going to go back there. Like, I mean, he made it big. Like, Bombay is a huge hockey coach. Why is he going to go back? Cycling's probably all over this, Sydney. He's probably all over this. I mean, he's excited. We all are. We need a script. I need to know exactly what this entails. I think we just wrote it. We're good. We could stretch that into eight episodes, right? Easily. Just ask, uh, God, what the fuck is... What's Charlie Conway's real name? I can't even fucking Joshua remember. Jackson? Yeah, just ask him to shave his head real quick. <laughs> Disney Plus is like, uh, Geiger, this shit's a bit dark, don't you think? Yeah. You're like, it's not dark enough. You kidding me? I'd church this thing up for you. He's like, I lived a duck and I'll die a duck. I'm like, God damn. And then Cycle's like, how does this tie into my Gunner Stahl spinoff movie? And I'm like, hang on. That's season two. Chill out. They're still coming back from uh, nowhere. Like, the- do we, have, we have 80 bullets in the chamber. We don't need to just fucking round them out right now. You know, just fire a couple. And then Cycle's like, you know, I've actually always thought that... Uh, this was better for long form storytelling because now Gunnerstall can really stretch his story out. Only if halfway through they're losing and Bombay's like, I'm not going to show up till halftime to coach this game. We'll win. It works every time. I'm just going to skate down the pier and think about life. All right, Banner. What do you think about these announcements? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about Mighty Duck series now. Uh, now that Geiger submitted his script. Uh, Bad Boys 4, yeah, I'm, I like them. I mean, I'm shocked that they've announced this because it's, you know, hasn't been a decade yet. Um, but, you know, it, it could no happen. Stop caring yet. Yeah. And National Treasure 3, I've been wanting this for a long time. Uh, you guys know I'm a big NT fan, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I don't do know. People what call it NT. They do now. Jesus. Banner is um, part of a weird cult that, that, yeah, they call it that. I've been to a couple meetings. I just, the, I just grilled for it. Yeah, I, I, they paid me to cater. Made burgers. Does, doesn't the second one end like with a kind of a cliffhanger or set up the third one? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think all of them are like, oh, hey, here's the next treasure you should go find. Uh, I will say this: this thing, if they do a third one. Um, and I think I actually heard another podcast mention this too, but they need like a more contemporary actor to throw into the mix, like somebody younger because Efron or something like this cast alone is not going to get it. No, like, this cast is not going like to carry Justin, this franchise. Justin Bartha from the hangover is not like the draw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I honestly didn't even know the actor's name. Um, I kind of feel the, I feel the same way with Bad Boys. I love how they said one last time in this trailer in this movie, and I'm I like, hope oh, they fuck make... this made five bucks. Let's make another <laughs> I one. No, <laughs> you. It makes no sense because you wouldn't have made the movie if you didn't think it was going to make money. And then when it makes money, you're like, well, we have to do another one. I hope in every Bad Boys movie we get from now on, which we're probably going to get three or four, they always say one last time. And I hope they one. make. 11 and make one more than Fast and Furious. That'd be awesome. God. Speaking of Fast and Furious, trailer comes out Friday, boys. Be ready. All right. Before we leave the people for episode 101, 
Any parting thoughts, Gagger? Uh, no. Banner? Just the usual? The usual. Pull over for emergency vehicles, please. Now, just to clarify, that that applies to policemen, ambulances, and firefighters. Am I missing yep. one? Of course. Uh, no, I think so. But you got to watch out for those motorcycle cops, too. You got to pull don't, – don't forget about them. Yeah, those guys matter. They're still trying to protect us. Yeah. Bicycle cops, I don't know. Check their credentials first. They shouldn't be on the highway. I know that's legally not allowed. For Enforcing the Paint, Matt Geiger, the mad scientist, Brian Banner. I'm the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we are the Bro4 Squad podcast. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Bro4Squad. Check out all of our movie reviews on letterboxd.com. If you type in Bro4Squad as three separate words, you'll find us there. Type those same three words into iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and please subscribe to us there. You'll find all of our content. If you could uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review, that would be Awesome and help out the show a lot. And then check out all of our content on our website, row4squad.com. And there's actually a survey link we have at the top of that page. And if you fill it out, we will give you a shout out on one of our upcoming episodes. For the bros, again, I'm the mayor. Thank you guys. And we will see you out on the streets where we will be pulling over for emergency vehicles. Unless we're Mike Lowry. That's the only reason we would have to. Mike Lowry. Unless. <laughs> When they said one last time in the thing,